Okay, everybody, my name is Danielle, and this is Chatter Out Loud. Thank you so much for joining me. Your presence is very much appreciated. So welcome or welcome back. Today, I'm going to chat about The Best Man, the final chapters that's streaming on Peacock. So if you're interested, keep listening. The Best Man, the final chapters. It began streaming on December 22nd on Peacock, starring Tay Diggs, who plays Harper, Morris Chestnut, who plays Lance, Melissa D'Souza, who plays Shelby, Nia Long, who plays Robin, Terrence Howard, who plays Quentin, Oh, no, sorry. Nia Long, who plays Jordan. Sorry. Terrence Howard, who plays Quentin. Harold Perrineau, who plays Merch. Regina Hall, who plays Candace. And Sanaa Lathan, who plays Robin. This is rated TV mature. <laughs> um, and we see that in like the first few episodes. <laughs> I mean, the first few scenes. All right. This is a Peacock original. And it's a continuation of the Best Man movies. The original was The Best Man. The sequel was The Best Man Holiday. And now we have the series, The Best Man, The Final Chapters. And the synopsis for this series is as follows. Longtime college friends face the midlife challenges of marriage, parenting, health, romance, work, and identity as they revisit and redefine their friendships. So if you haven't seen my video on my first thoughts, uh, my video was called The Best Man, The Final Chapters, First Thoughts. Um, I'll add a link for you to check that out. Uh, this this review I'm doing now covers my final thoughts on the entire series. Uh, during my first thoughts review, I was only two episodes in. Now that I've seen all eight episodes, I wanted to share a few thoughts on all eight episodes. Um, and we're talking about the best man, the final chapters. All right. So first, I thoroughly enjoyed this series. I thought it was solid work on my TV screen. Well, really my iPad, but but you know what I mean. Uh, I enjoyed seeing all of the characters return. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed following the individual storylines. Uh, do I think that it all wrapped up and answered outstanding questions? For the most part, yes, I feel it did. Um, and I'll get into what I didn't think we had a, res- a resolution to a little later in this review. Now, in full transparency, I've only watched this series one time. I think I want to rewatch it. I love the Best Man movies, and I've watched those more than once, too. And it seems like every time I rewatch those movies, I discover or pay attention to something that I hadn't paid attention to before. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to do the same with this series. I liked it that much. And um, I say all that to say that my opinions that I'm going to share in this review, they may shift after watching a second time. Now, I'm not going to come back and give another final thoughts review. Um, but I just I say that only to say that, you know, I could be missing something or my interpretation could be off, you know, a little off. Uh, there's always that risk. Right. And only because I watched it once, so I didn't have time to rewatch it and get more in depth or analyze things, right? <laughs> um, so my thoughts expressed in this review, remember, it's only after watching the entire series once, um, and I didn't watch it all in one sitting. I think that's important to note, too. I started with the first two episodes, 
I caught another during a lunch break. I watched a couple here and there. And the last episode I watched um, late one night. Anyway, I like this series, so let me get into it. So I thought I'd start with Candace. Uh, I thought that this character had the least amount of change during the series comparing to the others, that is. Um, well, let me not do that because you can't really compare their stories, <laughs> right? Each were so different, I think. Um, so Candace was pursuing a PhD and her thesis was wrapped around alter alternative, um, safe and organic alternatives to medicines that help uh, school-aged children with anxiety. And this was driven by one of her daughters experiencing anxiety. Um, I appreciated this theme and the acknowledgement of anxiety amongst our youth or anxiety period and how it impacts our youth most certainly, right? Um, being locked down two years, you know, and isolated, it affected us all emotionally. Um, and I liked the path that she chose. I, I liked how she chose to um, focus her energy, you know? During the climax of her story, it got weird for me, but I thought how she handled everything was honest storytelling. Um, now, the one issue I had with Candace is um, the character that is, right? Or not the character. This is more so in the styling department. The wig that they used. It, it could have been better. We didn't see this in the first two episodes. Um, but that was a natural wig that they used on Can on. Um, Regina Hall, who played Candace, they used a natural wig on her. Um, I felt it didn't fit right and it looked off and I just didn't like it. It was a little distracting, but I got past it. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I'm not referring to the natural texture of the wig because I'm natural myself. That's not my criticism. I thought that the wig was bad um, and I think they could have done a lot better, in my opinion. Uh, Moving on to Merch, which who is Candace's husband. Um, he had a huge transformation in the movie. I felt the emotion in Harold Perrineau was excellent. All of them were, but this, his evolution, uh, Merch that is, the character Merch, I felt that. He had a little humor too. He rocked his role as Merch and I believed him in this role. Um, one thing that stood out to me is when they were all on the call. Uh, well, let me back up. Since the first movie, there's a running theme that Merch can't keep a secret, right? <laughs> and it came up again during this, this series. And they were all on the call and he finished the call with, um, and I can tell us, I can keep a secret and F all of y'all. But he said the full F word, right? That was funny to me. I thought it was a great line. The timing of it was perfect. And he just hung up. <laughs> and it kind of caught me off guard because for the merch character to speak like that, it just was really, it was a really good scene and it made me laugh. Um, I liked it a lot. Merch did have an evolution in this series. And I appreciated how we saw his experience as a dad needing to carve out time for himself. I like that uh, story or that part of the story. Uh, we often see moms and wives, you know, need that. But it was nice to see a dad um, express that. So merch represented an important message in this movie. And I thought it was delivered well. 
I also enjoyed how he carved out time for himself. He actually followed through and carved out time for his, for himself. Um, it was twofold in that he felt the need to release a feeling of anger and disrespect, right? And it was nice to see how his character overcame all of that. Um, he used his fists, but I thought it was it was constructive, uh, you know, in how he used his fists, right? Um, and more importantly, he used his voice. So I like the evolution of merch in this series. Shelby and Quentin, um, and this is a spoiler, a spoiler alert. Excuse me. Um, I don't know how to get around this, so just warning. This is a spoil. This is a spoiler. Spoiler alert. Oh, can I get it out? Okay. So Shelby and Q. I like that they realize that they belong together. I still thought it was a little dysfunctional. They clearly love one another, and I thought that Terrence Howard and Melissa D'Souza brought so much to these roles. Um, that Terrence Howard, he is a great actor. Um, he may be problematic in other areas, but acting is his, he has acting chops. He can do this. Um, it's like he can cry as soon as they say action. That man was shedding so many tears. I, I don't know. I like him as an actor and his character adds levity because he's funny and he's sarcastic. <laughs> um, but it, he adds and he adds that element of truth and it, and puts it right in your face. Right. Um, Shelby and excuse me, Shelby and Q, they love each other, and we witnessed that on screen. Um, I appreciated the challenges they had with their teen daughter. <clears throat> I forget the name. Oh my goodness, what is her name? Oh my goodness, it, it'll come to me. Anyway, the daughter Kennedy, yeah, the daughter Kennedy. <laughs> she played the parents. Um, she played her parents against one another, and she was spoiled. Of yes, um, but I think it's adolescence and it's growing pains. I didn't find her character malicious or harmful. Um, I mean, in the end, she listened to them. You know. I also like how they supported one another, Shelby and Q. Uh, when Q encouraged Shelby with the talk show, I like that, and I liked how Shelby how Shelby, excuse me, pivoted when it came to the talk show. And what I appreciated most about this is that we saw that Shelby is a smart woman, right? She can turn up and be outrageous as any of those housewives, right? Because remember her character was a housewife. So she can, she can be, you know, risky like that and overwhelming <laughs> on the screen, like what we see on the housewives, uh, franchises right but she's no dummy and I like that they kind of emphasize that you know I also love how vulnerable she was in her um, relationship with Q let's move into Lance we see his evolution as the series progressed when he started to play football again that was relatable um, not playing football it, it doesn't have to be football, right? Nearly any occupation can be inserted here. At some point in your profession, you'll find it may better suit you to position yourself to manage, right? And maybe mentor the ones coming up behind you to take over the reins, right? And it's okay to walk into your next season in that role. Most times it can have a positive impact or ideally, right? And in this series, I liked how it worked out for Lance. Um, professionally that is uh 
The other two things I wanted to talk about Lance was about when it comes to his love life and his role as a father. All right. So speaking of his love life, I loved Jasmine. I thought she brought a lot to Lance. I appreciated that they developed that romance slowly between the two of them. I didn't really understand what happened with her fiance, but I just rolled with it. And I thought they worked, um, they worked well as character couples, right? I thought they complemented each other. Jasmine has a relationship with God, so it worked well with the character of Lance and his beliefs, right? Um, plus, she's gorgeous, and they looked good, looked good together, right? And the other thing with Lance was how we saw him as a parent. His reaction to his son being non-binary, you guys, this is a real thing. Um, as kids discover who they are, my prayer is that as a parent, our love and support is unconditional, right? In this series, we saw the challenge Lance felt he had, um, well, he felt he had a challenge, right? But we saw him struggle and the consequences that followed it. And in this story, the consequences, they weren't severe, but it was serious enough to open his eyes. And I thought that they did a wonderful job, not only telling that part of the story, but how they invoked God, right? God is love. And I love the real language that they use during this part of the um, the story, I don't know how many times in real life we hear older generations say words like this generation is fickle, right? Or this is a phase, right? Both of those terms can be really harmful. And I just think we should support and love our kids unconditionally. All right, that, that's what I feel. Um, but anyway, I appreciated that part of the story and how it unfolded through I, I like how it unfolded and I like the resolve. All right, Jordan, I have to say I was a little thrown by her love interest, Demetrius. Um, yeah, Demetrius, yeah. I think I was watching their outtakes and she kept calling him uh, Darius. <laughs> uh, you know, they have bloopers and stuff. At the, if you watch, um, there's a episode, well, I don't know if it's an episode, but they have bl a blooper reel and um, Nia Long kept calling the character that played Demetrius, she kept calling him Darius. <laughs> anyway, uh, I was thrown off by that relationship. I think they may have been my least favorite part of the story, um, but I did appreciate Jordan's evolution as it came to how driven she is by work and how many sacrifices she's acknowledged that she's made to be at the top of her game professionally. And it's so unfortunate because sometimes that is the choice for women, right? You either can be, you either can excel at your profession or excel inside the home. It's like, it's real. It's almost like you're not allowed to, to do both, right? Anyway, when she thought her life was taking her down the road of motherhood, this is another spoiler alert. All right. When she expressed the thought of being a mom for that one moment and how she was ready to enter a world where it may not all be planned out. Uh, Nia Long had me in that moment. I felt every emotion. I felt her build up to what if and, you know, what could have been and the breakdown she had. Um, 
because it it didn't happen for her. I just love that scene. I thought she did. She was, oh, she was moving in that scene. Um, overall, Jordan and Harper, I was a little bothered by them towards the end. <laughs> uh, I think as viewers, viewers, uh, we've always known or saw it for the two of them. At least that's where they always lead us in the story, right? And while I wasn't surprised by the two of them, I was a little bothered. Um, and I think I'm bothered because it's always been when they, it's always been in a, res, in response to something that triggers them. Right. And and I would have liked to see them come together organically, not as a result of being triggered by whatever the drama is or whatever is going on, you know, and in whichever scenario, they never enter into a relationship nicely or clean right it's always problematic and that's what what I mean when I say it's it bothered me I don't know transitioning into Harper and Robin uh first I understood Robin a hundred percent I felt she knew in the back of her mind she never came first to Harper well she actually voiced that (laughs) voiced that concern in that opinion um I believe like as women, we can sense this from the start, but often we choose to ignore it. Um, I'm always encouraged to follow my instinct. The older I get, the, the less I question my instinct. (laughs) Um, I listen to that voice. Uh, we get chances to sharpen that skill over our lifetime. I think I'm getting better at it personally. Um, and hopefully there isn't too much harm to recover from those times we choose to ignore it. Right. (laughs) Um, anyway, but Robin knew all along, um, that she didn't come first with Harper. I guess as she approached midlife, um, right? It makes you start thinking you're at the latter part of your, the latter part of your life. Now, um, you start making decisions for yourself and making decisions that serve you well and serve you as a whole person, making decisions that feed you or feed into you, right? Sometimes your significant partner is part of that plan. And in this story, we saw that sometimes your significant other are not part of those plans. Hands, right? Um, I felt bad for Harper and the distance between he and his daughter, the physical distance, right? But I totally understood Robin's point of view. And Harper, um, do we feel he changed for the better or was he worse? I feel the latter, honestly. Um, Harper just wasn't as likable for me. <laughs> Um, I was tired of his shenanigans in the first and second movies. Um, Tay Diggs, he does a wonderful job playing Harper. He stoked that fire playing his character, right? Um, when he called Robin a fake so-and-so, oh man, it, that was such an ugly scene. Um, and it made me feel some type of way. Uh, but he and Sanaa, they delivered in that scene. All right. So overall, this was a great series. I thought we got true final chapters for where they were or where they ended. I should say I may have wanted to see more about. And this is the part where I'm talking about where I think that we didn't get didn't see see this or we didn't get resolved. And one of the things was um, I felt that I wanted to see more about all of Lance's children. Right. He has four 
And in this series, we only focused on one um, and how he, and I, I guess what I wanted to see was the four children and how they coped with their mother's passing, right? We got to see Kennedy. We got to see Maya, Merch's, uh, Merch and Candace's kids. We got to see them. I forget their names. Um, so I just wanted to see more of all of Lance's children, right? Also, I'm not convinced I got the ending that would define Harper and Jordan 100%. We almost got there, but I don't, I'm not convinced that we, we got a, tr- a truly defined ending for the two of them. Um, and maybe I would have liked to see, I would have liked to have seen Robin and how she fared in Ghana, right? Maybe they could have followed her work a little bit. Maya in school in Ghana, you know, so I wanted to see a little bit of that. Um, but overall I was pleased with the storytelling. I really liked this series. I really enjoyed it. Um, I felt this cast showed us quality work on the screen. They are good at what they do. They are good at their craft. Um, I like the dance at the end, you know, it's kind of a staple for the best man movies at the the end when they dance. Um, I liked it. Good job, cast and crew. All right, The Best Man, The Final Chapters. Did you watch? What did you think? You have to let me know your thoughts in the comment below. And that's all I have. So be sure to come back and give me a listen. I'd love for you to like, share, follow, comment, and subscribe, all of which will help my channel grow. So thank you in advance. My name is Danielle. You're listening to Chatter Out Loud. Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, I appreciate your support. And that's all I have. Thanks again for listening. And I'll talk to you next time.